right. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we're going to do this. I'm going to start with the definition of allyship. Allyship is not an identity. It is a lifelong process of building relationships based on trust, consistency, and accountability with marginalized individuals and or groups of people. Allyship is not self-defined. As I keep saying, that is my key spot. You don't get to say you're an ally. Our work and our efforts must be recognized by the people we seek to ally ourselves with. Okay, that's the definition. So this episode, um, I, I have my niece with me who's um, brilliant. And, and I'm going to let her tell a story about when allyship gets complicated. When you're trying to define yourself and pop, do this, pop in whenever you want to, Honor. But like you're trying to, you're, you're a black woman and you find yourself aligned with white folks against other black folks. And you're like, wait, how the hell did I end up in this position being like, why am I being the one prosecuted? <laughs> why am I the one, right? Um, and, and the context is so important, so important. and the storyline is so important. So there is, an, there is a story to be told about this and the allyship is complicated. Like we first were talking about when we first started this, we, part, we started this episode, it got interrupted, we had to start all over again, yeah, but now we got... Was, we thought it was pretty good and important, so we are just going to... So we're just going to do it again. We're just going to do it. No, it's very important. It's so important, Alex. And it's complicated. We could right. talk about this shit for, like, how long? Forever. Because the reason I really want to talk about it is because I don't really know how to feel about what white allyship is and, like, where, you know, the relationship and what it means, really, to be a white ally... Um, and also when it comes down to situations where other people don't have, I don't want to say they don't have the power, but I don't know. It, it, it's hard to explain. It is. But, you know, and it's not the power part. You're talking about this is very individual because yeah, this is not like contextually no. with an institution. Of, this is on individual people to people shit. And it's complicated because black folks, we have this this thing about. I'm going to go the other direction. We're just going to go down West Timer and find out what the fuck's going on over here. But um, so it's like we it's it feels like, you know, there is there is this like you have this tied inness where you're like you are with us or you are not with not. us. Right. But it's a little grayer than that. It's even more. I was just going to say, but it gets even more gray than that. But um, so anyway, I want you to tell we're going to we're going to tell the story. She's going to tell the story. I'm going to hear the whole thing. I think probably for the second time, but it's been a long time, and I like the story, and she tells it really well. So I am. <laughs> freeze, bro. It's not really set. It's just it's something that happened that was pretty big, and so I remember it pretty well. <laughs> pretty fucking detailed, right? But this kind of shit sticks with you for life, yeah. like it does. Yeah. And the complicated idea of this allyship and this and friendship with white folks who who are trying, and you got black folks who are like questioning, and you got oh, ah yeah. shit, why am I in the middle of this shit? <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Especially for someone like, like, I mind my own business. Like, I don't do that kind of, I'm just, you know, I do my own stuff. But anyway, so. To the story. To the story. <laughs> so, basically, the setup is there. I, I'm on the track team at Oberlin, you know. Oh, wait. I'm interrupting you. I'm oh, sorry, you guys. Yeah, go, no, I wanted you to first start about talk because you had a very interesting point about volunteering and allyship right. and helping. And I don't know if it's really allyship, but I love the perspective that you gave. Yeah, so I want you to bring that up too. Sorry. Yeah, so when <laughs> the first time we did this, we read the definition, you know, or I don't know, I was thinking about, thinking about uh, something just came up because of the words that they were using about like service. And, and in Oberlin, I'm a, I'm a Bonner scholar. So every week I had to com complete 10 hours of community service. 
we did 280 hours a year, 280 in the summer, you know, so service is something that like is very key to now who I am and everything else, but also how I think about the world. Um, well, excuse me, sorry, just jump and, in on fine. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and so basically the first thing that we learned in Oberlin was that to effectively do service and to actually be a public servant, you have to enter into a situation 100% blank. Like you cannot enter into a new community to help them, quote unquote, help them without understanding the history, without understanding the people, without understanding their needs. It's kind of like what we were saying. You go, you walk into a community and go, I know what they need. Yeah, they, say, this would be better I'm like this. This and this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to bring this in and this and this and this. But all well is, intended. All well intended. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad to like go out. But it's the wrong things. way. But yeah, but it, it's wrong. Like, because. Oh, is that Hugo's? Oh. That's what we were looking for. <laughs> there you go. Next time. It was packed. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. But um, so basically when it comes down to service, you have to be there and you have to do whatever they need from you. You should not, like when you come into a situation where you're supposed to be doing service, it's you come there as a person that's able to do things for them and they're going to direct you exactly what they need you to do. Mm-hmm. So if there's a situation where there's a program that Ooh, they need that. or something and they think that... It could, you know, be helpful. They're gonna let you know. They're gonna tell you that. But sometimes the most important things in service are the things where you're not thinking about it, or you feel dripped. Like, oh. <laughs> hey, man, this is the the um, Met, uh, Mediterranean Grill. Oh. Sorry, guys, we're gonna be all over the place. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the first time I really learned this was in the summer. We do uh, this day of service, right? And it's throughout the all of Oberlin, and we get a bunch of freshmen involved, trying to get the freshmen into the community. Because of how Oberlin is, Oberlin it costs seventy thousand dollars to go to a school there every year. Yet the town, fifty percent. No, no, no. I think it's like eighty percent of all students are on free or reduced lunch. Damn. And for so obviously there's this disparity, right. and all these people that are coming in from outside of Oberlin, and then they're coming in saying, "I'm going to help. I want to do this service." You have no context. You don't know what you're walking into. You don't know who they are. You don't know what right. they need. Right. Right. So the most important things, like I said, the first the first service project I did was at the early education center, which is like for three year olds. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, we're going to see kids. This is going to be great." But it turned out when we got there that what they want needed us to do was to clean, to clean the mats, to go set up these things, to fix stuff, stuff they don't have time to do, but they need, you know, like they really need, like they right. get sick if we weren't able to come there to clean it up every now and then to do these things. And those are the things that keeps businesses running, that keep communities thriving, like the stuff that they need. You might not get a crown for that part no, of helping. You might not feel like, oh, I did something impactful or stuff like that, but it, it's important, you know. And sometimes with that, with the same uh, idea where you're talking about necessarily allyship, mm-hmm. and I talked about, you know, the whole, um, I talked about the whole Black Panther uh, part where white dude was um, was flying the ships at the end, and she, and he didn't. He had oh, that scared me for a second. There, he startled me. Um, that he had. Uh, he, she had to tell him exactly what to do, and without his, he had expertise output, on, output, yeah, yeah, none of his input yeah. of, of how to do this and why to do it or what. She do exactly as she says, and she he did exactly as she said it. It was a it was a beautiful beautiful example of what allyship really looks like. And so when you're coming in and you want to help a community, and you're thinking, well, they need to do this and they need to do that so they can be whatever. Instead of trying to make it look like what your community looks like, and you come in and go, How, what can I do? And they say, wipe the mats. Boom. That is what you do. And, and that is, at their point, that's the most effective you can be. 
they, they didn't ask you anything else. They asked you, what can I do? Well, what you can do is wipe the mats. And that might just be a first step to, to gaining some trust that you will just do what we're asking you to do in the simplest level. And, and it makes the biggest impact on all, on different levels of things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Go so, ahead. so it kind of made me think about like the commitment that you make in service. And that's like part of allyship is a consistent commitment. And that you are like the work that you do isn't important unless the people that you're working for are saying that you're helping them. Right, exactly. So if I'm going every day and I'm doing some stuff that's not really helpful, like you're not, I'm not doing service and I'm not being an ally. Right. And that's what I feel like we have problems with, with, with white people sometimes will say, oh, I'm going to implement this program because I'm an ally for these people. I think that this can help and this is how I'm going to do it. And, you know, and that's what they do. But that's not what allyship is. Or, it's not self-defined. Or with the idea of when black folks come in and say, this is what I want to do. I need help. Yeah. I need the money. I need the. I need your word. I need you to, to do this so that I can be seen. Yeah. And then the white folks get to define, well, it doesn't really fit this. So it doesn't really do, do that. Way, that way. Mm-hmm. You can do it the way we think you should do it, or you really aren't going to get our assistance. But the thing is, is and that, that shuts it down. those systems that they're thinking, the way that they're thinking is all, always, Let's go down always, back rooted in white supremacy and it doesn't matter what they say or what they think the reason that they want to change the way that you're doing something it has to do with the power and the structure they have this money and so they think their money should be used this way yes they're not really doing it to help you right and it's complicated because they're like when they do want to help you they're like well i gave you my money so don't i get a piece of that like how it goes down well not if you're an ally (laughs) not really you know what i mean so basically, I have this friend who I would consider, I think I would say they're an ally. Um, and what happened was, so I have, it's a very complicated, socially a very complicated situation. But I'm a, I'm a captain, I was a captain of the track team at the time. And I had two friends, one who was like my best friend my freshman year, we hung out all the time. Over time, we kind of like grew apart, which is fine. But I also had my roommate my freshman year, right? Um, and those two became friends, and, and they they now they live together and everything. So and those two are black. No, one is one is Asian. Okay. And one is black. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my other friend is white, is a, a white girl. And uh, basically, what happened was my two POC color friends decided that they wanted to go to Mardi Gras, but Mardi Gras was during a weekend where we had a really big track meet. It was all Ohio, so it's the top. The top 16 athletes in all of Ohio come to this track meet, and it's like a big deal for us. We like to like make points, you know, like actually win all Ohio because we're pretty competitive at this time. So what they decide to do is one of them tells them tells the coaches that their aunt died, and so they can't go to the meet, and the other says they have the flu. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell them it. But anyway, so. Um, the only thing is, is when they went down to New Orleans, they were all on Snapchat. They were all, they were all on Instagram. Or social media. Stuff. And like other, other like cross country kids, like they came and told me, or they didn't tell me after the fact, they were saying that they would talk about this trip in the locker room. So it's not like they were trying to hide it. They just, they just lied to the coaches specifically. But the only problem is, is so my, my friend, the white girl, she couldn't basically the fact that they knew that they were lying 
to the coaches and everybody else knew that we were that they were lying to the coaches, they felt like they needed to say something. They needed to do something. You were saying and something about moral her yeah, the way it's she like is. A moral compass, like we'll eat them alive. If they don't say it, they they it, it will put them all apart, you know. Right. Um, and so they could have done this a different way. I'm not condoning the methods, right. but what they did was they went to the coaches directly and they told them that they lied and that her aunt had denied and all this stuff, right? And basically the coaches have decided that they didn't need them on the team. They kicked them off the team like pretty, pretty automatically. They took the two girls to their office and said, you're off the team. Yeah, after they came back, he said, oh, could I see you guys in the office? They both came to the office, and I happened to be there because I had a meeting with the joint coach. They came there in there for, like, 30 seconds, and I could hear hear the coach say, you're no longer welcome on our team, and that they needed to clean out their lockers, and they were not allowed to use the locker room anymore, and kick them off the team and sent them on their way. That is Within cold. 30 seconds. That is some cold shit. 30 seconds, right? Yeah. So the next day... And, and uh, mind you, also, my friend did not tell me that, that she had ratted them out. Oh. So I you did not told this. So and I did not, I actually did not know they were going to New Orleans either because, one, I don't use a locker room. I don't right. go to a locker room. We had grown apart in time, so I, we, like, didn't hang out enough for me to know that. Yeah, yeah. And, but I don't even, and the only reason that my friend knew is because they're jumpers. And so they jump together. So they yeah. heard yeah, yeah, okay. So we get to our, our um, coaches, you know, our coaches Ooh. meeting that we have every day, uh, every Monday or whatever. Oh, my God, get into a lane. Like, like, the coaches basically, they all felt very, very hurt. Right. Um, everyone basically knew that they were lying and they felt betrayed and they felt that we didn't take them, like, seriously. And when it came down to it, they said, you know, this is my whole life. All I the coaches. Is, yeah, so yeah. The coaches were like, this is my whole life. I care about you guys and for, for me to be betrayed like that, if I would have found out a different way, he said, I wouldn't have taken you guys to conference. He's like, I would not have gotten on a bus with all of you lying to me to take you. Right. So he was super pissed. The thing is, I didn't know about this until like right after or like a little bit before, but one of their roommates, the two that went to New Orleans, is also a captain. And so they knew. Oh so yeah. Other there's two other captains who knew as well, and and my other friend, the white girl, had talked to a captain about what they should do. Right. In that situation. Yeah, yeah. And they told him not to say anything. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Right. But so they did it anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, so. So you got white girl who tells the co- tells the coaches uh-huh. this happened, and so now the black girl knows the white girl told. Yes. Okay. So. Promise too that they've had run-ins. Those two specifically, those three specifically, have had run-ins in the past. Right. Um, where they just didn't like them. Right. So the black girl, my old roommate, she finds <laughs> she finds my white girlfriend that had you know tattled on them in the library, and they were just there. The, my friend, the white girl. Sorry, it's hard not to use everybody's names. I know. It's like, okay, it's it's called, I hope they can follow this. It's funny. Yeah. But anyway, so they're in the library. They're just doing their work. And the girl who was tattled on the black girl, she's from Brooklyn. She's spicy. Like, you don't want to mess with this girl. Like, I, that's how I knew we were going to be good roommates because we're kind of, like, both serious. Like, like that's how she is. So it's like the wrong person to have a problem with you. Right. She's not going to play with you. the girl, right? Right. So she came up to my friend sitting on the computer doing our homework and just 
she started off by saying, do you think you're God? Is what she said. She walked up to her. You're God yeah. in the middle of the library. And then just started yelling, like yelling at her face. Like, now I'm not on the team. I can say whatever I want to you. Oh. Da, 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 all this stuff, right? She's like, just because everyone's not looking at your click because you're not the best oh, person God. out there. And so went off on them, like in the middle of the library, to the point where the librarian told her to leave. Right. Like, like got up and escorted her out, out of the library. Damn. Damn. So my friend is obviously feeling like they, they have some emotional uh, like mood disorder and stuff like that, and they deal with anxiety. And so dealing with stuff like that is not easy. They like but to be really out. honest, though, having a girl come in there and like cuss you out and berate you would, a person without anxiety issues would that would Especially be fearful. Yeah. Honestly, when when they told me about this, because I didn't hear about this from anybody but like my friend. My friend told me, Hey, I've been in my house for a couple days, like I just like feel terrible, like I don't want to go anywhere. I feel like and so they told me about what happened and and they were she was telling me about how she's actually proud of how she helped handle the situation because she didn't cry. Right. She didn't break down. She just sat there and looked her in the face and like let her say these things. Right. You know? Right. But basically, at this point, they're feeling like they couldn't go anywhere because they were afraid that they were going to see see her yeah. and that she was going to go off and we're going to see somebody else who she knows who hates her now because they had told her, oh, she snitched and all this stuff. Yeah. Plus, plus the, black, the black girl, she's very, very popular. Like, right. very popular. It's music, does track, you know, like, very, very popular. And my white girlfriend, not as popular, obviously. Right. Um, so, and it came down to it, which I don't agree with, you know, here or there, but they put a no contact with her. Which Who was they? The, the white girl did that? The white girl, the white did a con- no contact to the black girl? Yeah, okay. So no contact order. Was that her or was that her mother? Now that I mean, now that I know who that. Oh, it wasn't. It was the, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, and at the end of the day, like I feel like it makes sense because. Well, she was scared. Shit, she got berated in the damn thing. They didn't want to leave their house. They didn't want to go to class. Yeah, that they makes didn't sense. Want to do anything. So all they could do really is put in this no contact order. Right. Meant, like if if if. The white girl came in the room and the black girl said the black girl had to go. If one of their friends, one of the black girl's friends came up to them and said something rude, they're supposed to report it. Like, that's how it works. Right. No contact, period. No contact, social media, nothing. No contact. No friends contacting no you friends. through the other person, none of that. Right. So, of course, this was, like, made them very pissed. And I didn't hear anything from the black, I didn't hear anything, really, about mm-hmm. much of it. I just heard that they put a no contact order. And at this point, I'm just trying to keep my nose out of stuff. Like, I'm not, right. it's my friends. They're both my friends. And I'm not trying to get involved, really. Um. So later what happens is one of the people that are well-known friends of the black girl comes up to my white friend and in the middle of this square walking back with her uh, boyfriend's parents and the girl comes up to her and just says F you like to her face and just walks away. She just, like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Just in the middle you can cuss, so, by the way. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say it. Okay. So. So, of course, they report the contact because why would this girl come up? Why would this girl that knows? Girl, you are by yourself and someone walks up to you. Do you yes. know it's associated with the person you are yeah, scared of? reported it. Yeah. But then, so, so now there's this whole group. There's this POC meme page, right? And what is it, meme page? Meme. meme. So okay. Like uh-huh. can make, basically, it's a place to vent all of your white frustration, like anything about white people that is irritating or whatever. It's a whatever safe place to be what you got to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a safe place for black students that go to Brooklyn. And 
there was a post that was like, hey, everyone, watch out for this girl. And it was it was my white friend. They named them by name, of course. And they're, they will pull, like, I, I don't have the word again, but they'll take a situation and then call the police on you. Basically, you know, like, the that was also around the time with the Becky, barbecue, Becky, right, barbecue. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they're, like, kind of making that connection to it. Like, she's going to police, use the police to take down. Like customer these, service yeah, and shit, yeah. To take down these of color. Right. That they're targeting people of color and, and putting them to the, like, like you're calling the police to target yeah, like you're calling them like racist and, right. stuff. And, so there's, and just for people who don't know calling the police on, on black folks is known kind of a, a life-threatening scenario so but under but without context generally it's a life-threatening situation it's not the police on our campus we have campus security and the police are never involved right okay so it's campus security like it's not it's not like an official like thing it's through oh the damn i forgot about the damn accident there was the was this the accident place where it was the accident? okay sorry go ahead so you just so we talked about so you got that that is like the that's the the context of that idea is that they're they're taking it out of context on that page actually they're not telling the story they're not, okay so yeah so in the comments all these people are like oh yeah i heard that when they work at the school because they work in this uh, program with kids and you know most of the kids at the school around are black and low income you know um and so they tutor kids that um at the school black kids and right they were saying that oh she talks ghetto to them and she code switches and acts like she's from the hood around them and blah blah, blah. that she's the white so girl does that with her yeah, with her kids, kids mm -hmm. and these kids love her like I know this because I've seen them text her. I've seen them see her when they're walking around. Right. Like, hey, how are you? Like, you know, yeah. like, I know that this is not true. Right. And so they're painting this picture, and I'm like, man, I want to stay out of this. I want to stay out of this. But I just couldn't let it happen, you know? Like, I couldn't. As you're watching them on the page, like, because, totally tell because, us some yeah, bullshit. Because it's yeah. only black kids that are there. So it's like, if you get some information from that page, usually, like, we use that page to, like, look out for things, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why they're like, oh, look out. Ooh, you rude. Right. Like, oh, look out for this person. Like, there's been other people that have been on that page like that. Yeah. And so I just thought it wasn't fair. Like, they are calling them racist. They are calling them all these things, which are, like, exactly opposite of, like, what this person wants to be. And so I was commenting, saying, like, okay, in my, in my point of view, like, I don't think they're racist. And I just feel like I needed to say something. Like, I needed a counterpoint. I needed to be heard or a different side just be heard here in this comment so that everyone is not saying, I was like, and I'm a black, and I'm saying that I don't think that that's true. Right. And that, and, and this is the, this is the weird part about it is that it's not, it's in this idea that white folks don't need to be, like, and I'm air quoting, saved. Yeah. But you saw someone who was who, who was truly an ally and due to circumstantial situations was being berated out of context. Yeah, like it just so happened that those and it, it, I catch myself because I feel like I'm giving excuses, you know, because people use the same excuses. But it really just so happened that the two girls that did this were both people of color and that they were white. The other person was white. Because at the end of the day, if I would have known, I would have told. Right. You, If you would have known that she. Told, if I knew that they had lied and they weren't where they were supposed to be, I would have said something. And because of the fact that they didn't have to lie, they could have just simply said lie. they're not going to the track meet months went before. to Mardi Gras, you cannot get a house in New Orleans less than a month before like you have no, to plan no, that out you have yeah. to get the house you got to pay for it you got to do all this stuff set up your trip so at the end of the day they could have just said 
in January, oh, this me, I'm going to be gone separately. They didn't need to, it's still lying. Right. But they didn't make up a whole story just saying, oh, I already have something planned. I've already booked this thing, so I won't be here that weekend. So at this point, you're on the, you're on the uh, thing, right? Yes, you're on yes, the POC. You're, no, that's, no, no, you're not. No, you're totally fine. So you're on the, I, I want to make sure we got that in there because when we were talking about it earlier, um, I was like, you got to say that because it, when it's, uh, when we were having that conversation, because it's the truth of it is, is that here you are, and then all of a sudden you get me, you get branded. Yes. Okay. Well, speaking, of, well, we haven't got to the branding yet. Okay, my bad. <laughs> my bad. So I'm in the comments, right? And this girl is like, "No, like black bodies are policed all around, and this is part of the problem." Not a lie. Yes, which is true, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that that's not true. I right. believe in that. I'm yeah. 100 for that. But, and so I was like, okay, but what was the context? Why did these things happen? Like, I just wanted this girl, because I knew it was the girl who was commenting was the girl who had walked up to my white friend in the middle of the square. To scare her and say, fuck you, right. Um, And so I was like, okay, well, if you have the context, I was like, what happened? What happened? Like, what did you do? And they're like, I don't think that I need to voice my pain or what was it? Oh, I think it's really low of you to make me publicize my pain you know that whole thing about right. making a public platform of black people's pain and right. having to explain yourself yeah and i understand that like i get that but it wasn't it wasn't right so basically i i spilled the beans and i said okay well if uh you would have came up to me i say well if someone comes up to you out of nowhere that you've never spoken to that's related to someone you just had a big conflict with and you say f you to their face and walk away it's like well she's non-confrontational so she did a no contact order she she reported it like but if it was me i would have hit you in your face like right and just because they aren't going to be direct like what are you if you're coming up to me and you're cursing me in my face what do you want like what do you want to happen there what are you inviting yeah at this like, point yeah seriously and, and they're not somebody that's going to fight somebody they're not my friend and they're, they're not but you know, at, fight it's funny that you're saying this now, because the first time we talked about it, it was one thing in my head. But now that I'm listening to it a second time, uh-huh. it's actually interesting to me because it's very complicated. God damn, it's complicated. It's, complicated. it's so because I'm thinking to myself, like, the only reason that you know that you're the white friend uh-huh. um, did the, the contact order, the no contact order. Is not because she was using the police as customer service, but because she's actually got anxiety. She has a personality disorder. She has these things, and she really could not have. She didn't have the resources. About not like they they called their mom and talked to them about just leaving school for the semester. Right, she was scared. Mm -hmm. So so because we know her, Mm -hmm. and because we could we could say to her, we can talk to her and say this person did it because of this. Um, now, and then the, you got the black folks saying, it doesn't matter what the hell she, her yeah. problem is. Mm-hmm. She called the cops. She did a no contact order. She's calling, she's calling in. She's, those are fighting words. Yeah. I don't care what her problem is. Mm-hmm. These are fighting words, yeah. right? Which here we are on both sides going, they are fighting words. Mm-hmm. And then we're going over here. Like we know the white girl. And it's like, damn, like you said, you did not condone how she did this. Well, kind of wish she would have talked to you about it beforehand, you know, and, and did it a different way. But she went to what she knew how to do. And that was call the cops, right? And it wasn't, and it's not the cops though. It's no, the campus, the campus security. Campus security the right. Campus security. So it's a different, it's a different, it's a different level of threat. Yes. It's not the cops. It's the campus security who, who, like you said, is not the cops. That's yeah. very different. Yes. So it's interesting because without that context, 
being that we know the white woman and her and and where her position was coming from, that's complicated for you to be in the middle of. Yes. I was like, I have to say something because the way that it looks and the way that it sounds is not how it is. Yes. And it was so hard to be that person, you know. But anyway, so I told this girl basically that if she would have came up to me, I would have hit her in the face. Blah, blah, blah. If the black girl would have came up to you and said, fuck you. You're like, I, if it would have been me, I would have hit you. But the white girl was is not confrontational, so this is what she did instead. Okay, so you told her that on the black on the POC uh, meme page. Okay. Because if it was me, I would have knocked your ass out. And then so they write me on Facebook. Uh, I don't think it's right that you had you aired out my laundry in the public comment section. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, isn't that what happened? Like, isn't it the situation you're out here trying to like literally dry someone on the freaking clothing line and for all of the color people on campus? Right. And you're not going to add in the context of what you did and how it happened. Well, you need to get educated, girl. You should read a book. Have you ever read Uncle Tom's Cabin? And I tell you. You said, oh, what? She said, what did you say? She said, you're already the resident Uncle Tom. That's what she said. The resident Uncle Tom. I was like, okay, first off. First off, that book is written by a white person. First of all. First of all. A Like, I just couldn't, I just had no word. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. She said you were already the resident Uncle already Tom. Already the resident Uncle Tom. And, and I know where this is coming from, too, because it, it comes back to our whole Oberlin freaking campus divide. Right. Because I'm an athlete, which means I'm on the north side of campus. The white side. I'm on the white side of yes. campus. And I got this white friend that I'm defending. And I never, I can't make it to a lot of the colored, like, you know, I can't make it to a lot of the performances. I can't go all the way to the other side of campus to Africana House for dinner like most of the other colored kids do. Because I'm doing sports. I'm doing other stuff. I'm busy. I'm tired. i got two majors. Like, you know. Right. Like, so then you're already seeing as someone who's over I'm on that already, side. Yeah, I'm already seeing as somebody who doesn't show up for the thing, who doesn't support her, you know, fellow colored people. And then right. here I am having to, like, it looks like I'm defending a racist person and acting like, you know, and it, it was, yeah. So. I know. Girl, it's, it's exhausting. And the idea of it is, is that like, for you to be able to see both sides of that automatically made you less valuable to the, the to your counterparts, yeah. which which is why it, which is complicated for us. Like in the same idea of like when you, none of the, it's not about being educated yeah. because all of you guys are at Oberlin. I can't believe she said read a book. I was like first you know. You don't know nothing about me. Okay. You don't know nothing about me. First, this girl's from New York. She okay. I'm not gonna start talking of you know. I'm right. Not gonna talk We're not, we won't go there. We won't go there. Right. Because this is just a complicated. She's. I'm just gonna leave that out there. Boom. <laughs> Bam. Leave it on the table. <laughs> so okay. So there's, then she calls you the, the resident freaking Uncle Tom. Because she's an asshole. Um and and doesn't know shit about being an athlete on Overland. Doesn't know shit about having to come back and forth and do that kind of shit and and ain't trying to get to know you at all yeah. um, or know where you're coming from. And then you're in this awkward position of trying to make sure that your yeah. friend is, so, like, not raked over the coals for yeah. some shit she so didn't mean. the aftermath of it is what happened was, of course, there's a great group of people who thought I was some, like, Uncle Tom trying to defend the white person. But then I also had a lot of other colored people come up to me and be like, the way that you handled the situation was really good. Okay, but, nice. All right. I, the whole time, all I wanted her to do was say what she did. Right. And she was say, not saying, oh, I shouldn't have to voice, I shouldn't have to tell my, uh, was it, not tragedy. 
Did you say? Did she say black pain or no? No, but it's like it's like basically she shouldn't have to exploit her traumatized like you know right that stuff. I'm like you were really that traumatized. Anyways, so um, so yeah, so basically I ended up in a situation where I defended them, and people looked at me like I was like some token black person. Right. You know, but other people understood. Right. And. I ended up basically, I didn't ever pick sides really because the Asian girl, she's still my friend. Like, yeah. we would talk every now and then, and, and they knew that I hung out. The Asian girl that got kicked off the team with, with the black, the girl. black girl. Yeah. She right. never, she's not. She's not one to uh, do something publicly, but they they also did something where they like had this big fire and they like threw their name into the fire and like did all this stuff. The like, team did? No, the two girls, the black girl and the Asian girl, like made a fire and like threw the white girl's name in it and was like F you, like that kind of thing. Oh. So they weren't doing it either. <laughs> I know, puppy dog made up the street. But um but we were always fine. Like we didn't hang out as much or I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere if I was with my white friend, you know, with them. Cause yeah. With them. Right. But it was like, it was fine. So, so yeah, it is a very, con- and it's still kind of like that. Cause I, I technically picked sides because nobody was, no one would interact with my white friend because of what happened. But I'm like, that could be me. Well, you were actually, I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering, I would, I'd rather say than picking sides, I'd rather say that you, you were really trying to bridge some understanding I was. and people put you on a side uh-huh. because you were like, if we're going to talk yeah, about this, right. if we we're going to talk about this and let people, people put their, their money's worth in, uh-huh. tell the whole goddamn story. That's what I'm saying. And that, and that was it. And so it, and I also thought it was so interesting that she thought that it was fair to tell a one-sided story like on purpose. Right. Because they refused to say what happened or why it happened. But wait, let me actually, the plot is thicker than this because what happened was <laughs> the plot when I was asking this girl about this and I had told her, well, you do realize that like, it's hard not to say their name. The black girl had berated her in the thing and she thought that that was retaliation towards her and they have a no contact order. And right. That's why they reported it. Turned out the girl said that to, or they told me this. The girl had said that to them because they believed that the white girl had gotten one of their black friends kicked out of an astrology class for cheating on a test. So she walked up to her and said, fuck you to her based on the astrology thing? Yes. Oh, and it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the other friend? No. So it was an additional, like, like, layer of and, you're telling on more black folks. See, and that adds to the thing, they're like, oh, well, you reported this person. And first off, they would never do that. They don't report nobody for cheating. They cheat themselves like, <laughs> like we all got a, we all got a cheat story. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. They got in so she just had, ass. she just had just a reputation now. Yes, but no, uh, yes, they had just assumed they were the one to tell. Yeah. And so that's what it ended up being. But but my friend was like, how am I supposed to know that? Like, I had never seen this girl. She'd never talked to me before. The only thing I knew about her was that she was friends with the girl I had a no contact with. Mm, right, right. Yeah. So it's all misplaced. Like, it was all out of contact. Wow. Up to my white friend in the middle of the thing was wrong because she didn't do that. Yeah. And then her reporting her because she did that was in the wrong context as well because she didn't, didn't do that. It wasn't, she didn't do it either. Damn, nobody is willing to stop and like say what actually happened here. It's so emotional. And this is the whole thing about race. Um, The complexity is like, because it is so sensitive. Uh 
it's very fucking personal. There's nothing about this that's not personal. There's not, there's no context of this that's not coming from a place deep, deep, deep in your, in our in our centers of ourselves. And it comes from like when we talked about it on our other podcast, like we we talked about being spit on from a child. So if you really think if you can experience like engraved like uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for like injustices like like yeah. you were you were really stripped of your dignity yeah. and then somehow you build on top of that to get along it does it takes very little, very little. for you to push me back to you think it's because of this mm-hmm. that trauma is real it is. and it is for everybody and black of color in this fucking country anybody cannot like them for the right reasons man like but just don't say that they're a racist like don't say that they are trying to take down they're trying to target people of color on our campus by calling security on them like don't say that if it's not true you know what i mean well see that but that goes back to what you're saying you got to back it up Mm -hmm. you got black folks in this scenario God, this is way too complicated because because I'm I'm almost willing to say the first thing that I normally do when somebody acts funky to me and they're not uh, even when they're I'm, the first thing I think about is that they're racist because we're taught to protect yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like everyone talks about the talk. Yeah. You know, we we I gave you the talk. Your that's mom gave why, you the talk. That's why we have that group though. Like that's 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 the group. The group is the, the talk. POC is it's the, like t- the talk. Like they tell you these people to watch out for. So you were basically in that context saying, "Hey, you guys are on the wrong subject here. This white person isn't racist. You guys were saying it. I get it, but this person, mm-hmm. you guys are it's and, out of context." And they're taking that, you know, cuz you know how they do the oh, like you know how people say, "Oh, I have a black friend." So I'm not racist. So right. I mean, that, that black friend that they had to say that they're not racist. Right. And I was like, but I'm not that black friend. But I am <laughs> not that. Do not name me that black friend. I am not that black friend. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also like, do I save my own sake, my own dignity? Like, you know, like the way that other people of color on the campus are looking at me, or do I do what I think is right and what how I feel is true? You always do what you think and feel is right, right? That is the bottom line. But it, like you said, as a woman of color, on in this in this climate climate it's complicated and it's not always the same because you know we we can look at the same situation and go yeah that bitch was racist you know what i'm saying that bitch right there was racist we just happen to know personally this woman was not so how it happened right and and on top of it when you get to the details of it it was all misunderstood two different fucking directions completely misunderstood misunderstood. both misunderstood situations yes yeah, okay, as we're driving here, I need to get something to drink. Okay. Yeah, so I want to go to HB. Do you, mind, do you want to come with me, or do you want me to drop you off? Or Okay, yeah. So, um, I should just go straight. So, um, anyway, so, yeah, that's the whole, I was, uh, it's, when you were saying that, it's like, it, it becomes complicated, because that same, that same damn scenario is very easy, it's, it's almost, um, like I said, when I meet folks, I'm going, she just didn't talk to me. She's racist. Yeah. She, you know what I'm saying? Like, and but there's a feeling that goes along with it. It's not just random. Oh yeah, I don't like it. She must be racist. There is a feeling there yeah. when you can pick it up. But if you don't, the problem with this story is that your white friend, there was a reputation yeah. that that preceded her actions. Yeah. So she didn't even get to get to uh, that feeling was placed on her because of her reputation. Um, and because you're dealing with people who have to deal with racist shit all the fucking time, you, it's, it, they're, like you said, with the whole definition of, of allyship when we first started this podcast, uh, this conversation, was that it needs to be a lifelong, consistent, yeah. 
consistency and trust. So you're dealing with folks, generally people of color, who do not have experience with white folks that are consistent, trusting, and lifelong. That's not there. So when you want to be an ally and you want to say, hey, I'm on your team, you can say that all you want, but it doesn't work until someone, those people who you're trying to say that you can help, like what Aunt, what your friend was trying to do, is that she was lucky that you took the time to know her. But she didn't have the trust and consistency. So those actions came about coming from a, a perspective of a threat. Because there is that history is not there. Like I said, I didn't condone how they did it. The only problem that I had with the whole situation was they took something where they felt morally entitled to tell someone that they were lying, then was publicly berated, and then needed a no-contact order, which then blew up into them being a racist bigot that people should watch out for. So now, like, let me let me be the devil's advocate. Because yeah. I know your friend. I like her. I think she's sweet. Um, and this is where it gets complicated when I always bring it back to Eugene, where I end up being in the fucked up situation of defending white folks who do not need to be fucking defended. But but we understand their ignorance and somehow have been like trained to like go, yeah, they don't fucking know and don't waste your time and like fuck it, just you know, just fuck it, right? But then we end up being we're we're like we're that fucking person. And none of us are that really that person. <laughs> so the devil's advocate to the situation. We both have said on numerous amounts of time, she should not have done it that way. Devil's advocate here. As a white woman, why was that her comfort place to do it? Like, did that come from a place of supremacy? Because there could, she could, as an ally, as an ally, why didn't she come to you, a trusted black person, and go, I'm fucking scared of this person. What should I do? Because I was very good friends with those two girls. Oh, so but still, why did she feel like she couldn't talk to you if you were really her good friend? You're such a good friend of hers. You actually stood up for her against your black friends. Which also made me angry because that's the thing. I was in the dark the whole time and right. it just blew up. And then I was the center of attention and like looking like, and I'm like, listen, I didn't even know about this first off. And I never, I haven't told any of them that I would have told, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. You don't need the extra. Yeah. Those are people that I care about. Those are people that, but like, at the end of the day, they were part of my team, you know. Right. We're trying to do something here. We're trying to, like, actually be good. And I don't need that kind of influence or that kind of person around us. Right, like, right, yeah. They weren't really into track. They hadn't got serious about it. So, like. Like, I, you, yeah, you're like, great. Hey, look, you're making my life harder with something I love. Yeah. So you can go. No, oh, that, and that's real. That's real. Yeah. But, like, well, I said, like. Said, with the, with the, using the report as a way. I, I don't know, but it is the way that they're most comfortable, of course. And that is a supremacist, that is a white, that's the whole issue. That It's not the whole issue, yeah. but that is a white supremacist move. And that's yeah. exactly what, that's, what they're that's exactly what they're talking about. If her, with her trying to feel, and this they might be a lesson for your white friend too. No, it is. They learn a lot. Totally. Yeah. As a, if you're going to say white allyship, calling the, calling anyone of authority in that manner is never your first move. <laughs> Also, the thing is, with the no contact order, they didn't realize that it was as, like, strenuous as, as they, like, they didn't realize that it meant that if they came into a place, the other person had to leave. Oh, they didn't get the notice of it. They didn't know that it was, yeah, because they, they say, oh, I want to put a no contact order. They send the no contact order to the other person that has all the stipulations of what a no contact order is. So she didn't even realize what exactly what she is. was telling them yeah. not to do. 
Which well, makes she just said like she basically told them what happened and that they didn't feel comfortable leaving just because they felt like they were gonna run into them or be berated or you know and it was really emotionally ish like difficult just to go to school. And yeah. Said, okay, well, place a no contact order. You won't have to worry about running into them. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't know that that would how how much a no contact it, it really put on. Right, them. right, right. So this is a, this is growing up, growing pains yeah. in a complicated race situation. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of feelings, a lot of, it is complicated. And the thing is the devil advocate, like I said before, it, it is, that's a, that's something that we're all trained with, no, right? That white supremacist yeah. idea that the, she had that option. Yeah. And then we had, and then it's a immediate, like a, like a, a checkerboard check for us. Yeah. Cause like, oh, you went there, yeah, you went there. You went there. So now we on another level, yeah. you know what I mean? And for her to not understand that she went there. And that that is her not even understanding she's in her privilege. But it's also because, like, you know, these same people that talk about, like, race relations still talk about mental health. Right. It's like you can't see that their mental health didn't allow them to to because they were like, well, they should have just went up to them and talked to them about it. And I was like, so you wanted them to come up to the person that publicly humiliated them, who hates them, who doesn't want to talk to them. Girl, OK, well, let's just take race out of that one. Yeah. And that don't have to be white and black. Yeah. The girl you described to me, I wouldn't be fronting her like that. Cause I, I'm not trying to fight like I that. I wouldn't mess with her. She's five three. I wouldn't mess with her. Right. <laughs> and you what? What five nine, five, five ten? ten yeah. Right. So there's no. Just I. I mean, and I'm a scrapper. I will. When back in the day when I was your age, I would fight a motherfucker. This I would not have brought that on myself. No. So that didn't even have to be black and white. Like why didn't you confront her? What the fuck? Why didn't you confront her? Like no, no one's gonna confront her. Like that's the problem. Right. Because when it comes down to it, what do you think she should have done? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, what I think, mm -hmm. um, and I, and it's, it's sad because I think she should have, because I don't, I'm not tied to track. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling the, the, the need of the morality that she had, um, which is still kind of questionable because you know, like there are some things that she would, she would do. Like you said, she cheat too. Yeah. So it's like there's some questions in that too. But at the same time, I would not have um i the first thing i would have done because i'm a person of community i would have went to my girlfriends i would have been like this this just happened what do i do and i would have went to now if i if it was a now we're talking about it being black and white because you're coming from a black person's point of view which we always know race is involved they made it black and white right because that's what we do we want to know why you can't come with us is it because i'm black it needs to be said that way. It's not It's not a card. It's not a pulling out because it's very fucking relevant for our day. And when it actually comes down to nuts and bolts, it does come down to privilege. It does come down to power. It does come down to what, who has choices and who doesn't have choices. So it always comes back down, and that always plays down into race. But when you take it back up from that level a little bit and you say, what would you have done? I would have... Um, but see, knowing the white girl knows that she wasn't even really thinking about it that way. There it goes again to that white ignorance yeah, yeah, yeah. and privilege. It's like, if, because I don't have that, the first thing I would have done is ask someone who was black, what do I do? <laughs> you know, I'm scared. This one, the, she found out it was me. What should I do? Or walk with me or blah, blah, blah. Because we're black. We don't think about calling the cops. I would have been like, I'm going to need a posse for at least two weeks. <laughs> I can't go anywhere by myself. I just pissed off this bitch who will fight me. Like, but at no point would I have said, let me call the cops. So there she is already in her privilege. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate because here we are back into our, into our defending white folks' idea 
they have that option of the police. We don't have that option. You know, we'll fucking call them and they'll beat us up. You know, or they'll shoot me. Or they, and I'm like the one calling for help. We've had too many examples of that. So I love the girl you're talking about. I think that she's wonderful. She came, she visited, we partied, it was fun. I think she's great. This is complicated because, like we both know, privilege, they don't know they have it. Yeah. You're asking a fish to talk about the water. They don't know. That's, I mean, it's like, when it comes down to it, like, they, they acknowledged what it looked like. They, they understood how it came out. Right. And, and they weren't trying to defend themselves. Like, Which is a good start. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't try to defend themselves and say I was right for this or da, 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 da. Right. The basically, was like I couldn't function. This is the the way that that I knew I could help yeah. myself graduate from college. Like I, I had to get out of this situation. Yeah. Right. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't function. Yeah. And so like yeah, so that's hard, and that's like. She I mean, did what she used what she knew how to do. And, and I consider them an ally because they they have you know this wealth, but they do things to like if you. It's hard to explain. It's hard. I can't even. I know when you start, because because you're going like, goddamn. Well, maybe it is kind of like like that. Do I turn there? I don't know. I'm not sure. We're gonna go straight to where I do know. I kind of yeah. think I do turn there. I'm not sure. I think it's business road something. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's and then it leaves you with like, God. You just feel kind of unnerved. And the thing is, is when it how it all played out was that I was still good friends with the Asian girl who was tattled on and they knew that I had defended the white girl. They yeah. That. Yeah. And so did my old roommate, but my old roommate did not talk. Like she does not look at me. She does not talk to me. And I don't have any problem with that. Like, you are I dead too hot. Less. Like I could care less. Yeah. Should um, we just go to Kroger's? Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's pretty annoying to say hi to random people you really don't talk to anyway. So it's like nice that she didn't talk to me anymore. Right. But it turned out that like I would be with, with my friend, my white friend. And there are certain places where I just couldn't go with them. Yeah. Because the people there didn't like them. Yeah. And like, they, but when you become a black person who's friends with white people who don't quite get it or who have been mean to not get it or who, yeah. you, that's what you've chosen. You've and chosen I, that you can't, you yeah. they ain't going anywhere. We talked about knowing white folks, uh, knowing black folks and, and, and having black friends. Yeah. Right? And I don't know that you and this white girl, I mean, because I know she's very close to you and I know that you care about her a lot, but I don't know that you guys, that you guys have had that conversation that makes you truly like that she understands your okay good when when this happened i was like dude why the heck would you do that like that doesn't make sense like we had this conversation and it got to the point where like they had recognized what happened they can't you can't go back and fix that like it's already done there's the road i was looking for okay (laughs) that's okay you you can't go back and fix that like you can't and they realized that the the way that they did stuff was wrong and i told them that and i told them that i was hurt that they didn't say anything to me yeah put you in that situation too all being on me, but I had no power to change the original thing. Because at the end of the day, she could have just put a note under the door anonymously. <laughs> Let me know, bitch. Goddamn. Somebody could have asked, oh, I want to tell. I'd be like, okay, send an email or something. Like, okay. Like, don't don't walk in yourself and go tattle on them. Right. They already don't like you. Right. Like you can do this in so many different ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, thank you for telling us that story because it does bring in a lot of questions and just being in that. It does leave you with questions, but if you're the if you're the one that's courageous, which you were in this situation, then it leaves you open to building bridges of difficult conversations, even for Black folks. And I say even for because we actually have made 
we know what it takes for us to survive. We, we are in a place of defense in a, in, a, in a world or in a, yeah, I'm going to say it, in a world of op, like uh, offense against us, we are in a place of defense, right? So, so w- it goes back to the idea that we, we get to, in a way, you know, we get to have this position, but when we can build bridges to have some critical thinking about, um, about situations, it's not always the place to do that. But when it is the place to do that, to be able to tactfully do that, um, it, it doesn't make you a hero ever. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you a hero ever. And in the idea of this episode of podcast, allyship doesn't make you a hero ever. Matter of fact, it can bring more pain and sometimes necessary pain. To, uh, nope, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, yeah, necessary pain to bridge the situation. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just is what it is. It's not, it's not somewhere you get a crown. You don't get a, a cape at the end of the day. It is a lifelong struggle. Um, but if if you're talking about equity and you're talking about love and you're talking about all that shit, then that is what that is what you will get at the end of the day is that you feel like you've done the right thing. Yeah, and that's like what it came down to because I could easily close my mouth and and my friend, my wife would have never heard about this post because it's a black, only black people right. are there. Right. And other people would have just avoided them and talked behind their back and thought that they were racist and you know all these things and I just couldn't let it happen. You just couldn't let it happen. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate. It. I I respect it. Shit. I do. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I know it sucks to feel that way, and I'm trying to think if I even have anything like that. I don't think I do. Yeah. Yeah. But you chose righteousness over it, and it wasn't even it wasn't even white girls' righteous. It was yours. Yeah. You're like I'm listening to something that's not right. It's not true. You're lying. And you're lying. Yeah. And so it's like it wasn't it really when it came down to it. It really wasn't even about white girl. It just happened to be about this thing. It's like let's put it on the table the way it, let's let's actually put it down the way it went down. Like if we're gonna why am I, I'm just driving right the fuck past it. Yeah. Like. I, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get that. And it does. It feels shitty. But at the end of the day, you did the right thing. Um, and that's yeah. all there is I mean, to it. And I feel like there's some, like, stigma behind it, you know, here and there. Like, some people look at me, you know, or, like, I'm, like, you know, sympathizing. You yeah. Know, I'm part of the problem. You're one of the, like, an Uncle Tom. Yes, know? yeah. And at this point, like, I don't care. If they're going to say that I'm an Uncle Tom, like, I still got my regular, the people I hang out with, I still am always social justice mine. And I'm still know my information i know my history so you can think whatever you want girl and you you're the blackity black blackest ever i mean honestly because you you are down for you're down for all the right reasons and you you are you will be you show up yeah. you show up it's not you need to and you're adding to the culture you know shit all american shit kiss your ass <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah. so i'm proud of you nisi all right, you want to wrap it up, or did you have something else to say? Well, you know, the only thing I was thinking about when you were saying that black people have to be armed, you know? Oh, like in defense? Yeah, we yeah. did this thing with, with athletics one time. We did this thing where we we're all sitting around in a circle and everybody could see each other. Mm-hmm. And they asked this question of, are you, were you raised to trust people when you first meet them? Interesting. And they're like, if, if it's no, please stand up. And the only people that stood up were people of color. Really? Yeah. Yes, that's deep. No, not the talk is about about holding yourself safe, which means you don't give your trust away immediately. Mm -hmm. That is what the talk is about. So interesting for me to look around and see all these people. I was like, so when you first meet somebody, you trust them and you think the best of them. 
that's really interesting to me. Well, was, you mean when you looked at all the white folks, all the white folks sitting so, down? Yeah, because I was like, because for me, when I meet somebody, I think the worst of them, and I let them pull themselves down. <laughs> right. I let you do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a colored, like, thing, I guess. Like, it's because know, we were raised in defense. We yeah. have to be raised in defense. Mm-hmm. It, we are actually, and it sounds horrible, and it sounds dramatic, and it sounds over the top, but we are hunted. We are. We are not on top of the food chain. So you don't let your babies go out into the world, pray, without saying this is what you look for. And if you're telling them, look over your back, look around your back, look from side to side, look above you, Mm -hmm. and always keep at the same time your eyes straight forward, you you are telling them to be on defense. Mm -hmm. You know, and that means don't trust any uh, uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes up your way because they might not have the good thing for you. Listen, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people get hurt trying to just, I don't know, for me, people are so unpredictable and so different and you can't really tell who, what they think or who they are until they do something. Right. So, but, but, okay, so this is the thing, and this is where it comes very great also, yeah. is that culturally, black folks, we know what the talk means. Yeah. So you know that talk that you've had, we've given it to you, I've given it to my kids, and um, that what happens in this house stays in this house. And when you go outside, we have a code switch. You go outside, and it's, then you do this, yeah. right? So when we're taught, we're not taught not to trust people. You see what I'm saying? We are taught who not to trust because we're black folks are loving, yeah. family, circled people. We that that is our that is our natural go-to. We actually love first, yeah. right? But this is something that outside this household, mm-hmm. outside of your black circle, your your people. You know, you're cornered. You can't trust it. And and then it's reiterated by, by you know, what the fuck we end up with every goddamn day. You know, you can go to the schoolhouse, first grade, you know, by fourth grade, you're getting spit on. By third grade, you're getting spit on. And we know not to who not to tell because they know I give a shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those things. It's It's not because it's like, oh, we teach black kids not to trust people. Black kids can trust. Black kids can love. Mm-hmm. Black people can do those things. It's very circumstantial to yeah. where and how we grow up mm-hmm. here in this world. You know what I mean? And and you go to you meet other ki- black folk, and we're saying black like the skin color black in the in the North American definition of black. You talk to an African, you talk to an Haitian, you talk to a Dominican. They have different talks. Mm-hmm. They all have a talk though, mm-hmm. but it's different. Mm-hmm. They see white folks differently than we do. We have a history. You cannot erase the historical context. In 2019, you cannot erase the historical context. Now, you can't assume. So so all we're asking you guys, everyone to do is to think. Yeah. Think for a minute. You know, if you're if you're in Puerto Rico, no, you're in Bali, you're in India. If you have the you're in Peru, you immediately believe like, oh, what do they do? What do they eat? What, what do they like? Can I do this when you're dealing with a black person? We're culturally different. Yeah, we just so know different. their culture. Yeah. They don't know ours. Yeah. And that discrepancy leaves us with the idea of like, why aren't you like us? Yeah. Why don't you take the time to know who we are? Mm-hmm. You walking around with my corn cornrows in your fucking head. Girl, don't get me started. Okay, okay look, we'll have to start another. Box braids aren't for white girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extensions with braids. Don't box braids. Cornrows, stop it immediately. Oh, anyway, good. we're getting off topic, but that'll be another podcast. Anyway, oh, all right. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, hopefully this will stir people's brain about allyship and, you know, relations and things. Relations, it's, it's an important thing, and allyship is complicated. And if you think about the definition we gave at the beginning, you got to think about how much are you really 
in that position or are you you know are you a white person who's like believing that you're somewhere that you're really not yeah right all right complicated